And welcome back to the Sports and Safety Podcast. My name is Patrick Redberg. I am here with my friends Miles and Eduardo. Miles, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm I'm doing good. You know, we're I'm hanging in there like everybody else. Going yeah. through this quarantine, we're hopefully the light is end of the the light is at the end of the tunnel. Uh, just got to keep pushing. Eduardo, how about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely a long, long break. You know, quarantine is starting to feel a bit tiresome. You know, day by day. Yeah. You know, we're all getting through it. Yep. At least we got some uh, we got some sports to uh, help us through it now. Yeah, definitely. The return of the Bundesliga. Yeah, Bundesliga's back. La Liga announced that they're coming back June eighth. So definitely uh, seeing some new uh, new announcements, which are definitely good for the sporting community. Yeah, for sure. I'm not really yeah, sure yeah, about yeah. Uh, not really sure about American sports, but yeah, some of the European soccer leagues are really uh, trying to get back underway. Hopefully, the Premier League will come back soon after uh, La Liga, but not really sure. So, I think the plan for today's pod is to focus a little bit more on the soccer end of things, um, since the Bundesliga um, is really the only sporting league going on right now, other than like Korean baseball, and we don't really want to focus on that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to – that's probably going to be the bulk of what we're doing today. Then um, we're going to – before we do uh, start on the Bundesliga, we're going to talk about uh, a couple football topics, and then I want to talk about some of the new 30 for 30s that are coming out on ESPN the next couple Sundays in the, uh, in the wake of the last dance, a little Sunday, every Sunday, um, 30 for 30 airings. So uh, we can talk about that. Um, so I think let's start with the uh, football topics. Miles, you take the floor. Yeah, so uh, ESPN announced a few days ago that they're going to make a Brady doc, so similarly to the Jazz Last Dance. It's, you know, it's going to be about Tom Brady. Um, so I think this should be pretty good. I'm pretty excited to watch it. Um, I think it's, like, going to release around, like, March of 2021. Um, so, yeah, it should be a pretty good doc. I guess, you know, it's going to document, like, Tom Brady's, you know, like, career in football, you know, how he was, like, a very late-round pick and became, like, the GOAT. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to, like, watch it, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting, um, even for, you know, non-Patriots fan, just like it was interesting for um, everybody who wasn't a Michael Jordan fan. But I feel like this is um, maybe a little different because the Jordan thing was um, – it was kind of unique because the NBA Entertainment Office, they – they had that special footage. You guys didn't really watch the last dance, but um, so we couldn't really have like a full conversation about it. But um, the bulk of the doc was um the enter- the NBA Entertainment Office. They um had cameras follow Jordan around that entire season, the quote, last dance, before they kind of blew everything up and rebuild, rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is kind of it's a little different because um I'm not sure if they have that kind of footage. Also that um. You know, like this is like Brady's still playing right now. I'm sure he'll still yeah. be playing next year when this comes out. So I don't know. It'll it'll probably be interesting, but um, a little different than the Jordan, um, yeah, talk. But you know, we'll have to see. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean Brady going from a what was it like sixth round pick, seventh round pick, like really late pick to you know, yeah, MVP, uh, Super Bowl winner, like what is it three years in a row or something like that? You know, it's. Yeah, well, he's made it three years in a row, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, you know, an achievement and a 
a once in a once in a lifetime experience, you know, especially like how lucky we are to see a player like that play, you know, it's mm-hmm. something you see every day. Yeah. For sure. Yep. All right. Um so that'll be uh that'll be something to look out for in the next year or so, um, in the documentary realm. Um, what's the other, didn't you have one other thing you want to talk about? Miles? Yeah. And then the, and then the other thing was that the NFL plans have fans in the stadium for week one for 2020. Um, which I just think is honestly kind of stupid. Um, I don't think they should be rushing into this like this quickly, just allowing like, you know, mil- you know, thousands of fans in, um, and, you know, and then like millions, like over the course of the season. Like, I just think that's extremely stupid. Um, short-sighted. Like, I just think that if anything, it's just going to make this whole thing worse. Um, and the point of this is, you know, it's supposed to slow down this virus and, you know, stop the spreading. And by lending fans in, like, they're just completely like, out, you know, out does, like, everything that we've, like, worked, you know, with, like, quarantine. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's a dumb decision. I can't really believe that they're even discussing this, but, yeah, I mean, you know. Obviously, obviously, it's not set in stone yet, so, you know. Yeah, of course, but... I don't know how it's going to be, like, you know, after the summer, you know, when the NFL starts. But uh, it is definitely, like, you know, a decision that, as of right now, it, it does seem irrational. But, again, we don't we don't know how things are going to turn out in a couple of months. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't see it. I just think it's, like, all the health, you know, officials telling them not to do it. Like, it's just not very smart. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are expecting a second wave in, like, November or something in the fall or winter. So, like, I just don't think... I mean, it's definitely a... Ri- you know, with everything going on, like, it's a smart decision. Yeah, it's definitely a risky move from what we know right now. Yeah. Again, I mean, the NFL could uh, easily, like, overturn that and say, like, you know... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're so powerful. But, yeah. I mean, of course, it's not set in stone, but I just don't think it's very wise to even, like, be discussing it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you, Miles. I mean, that just seems very foolish and uh short-sighted like you said um i don't know i haven't heard anything like that from other sports leagues so you know it's kind of ridiculous yeah i mean Um, talking about yeah we could uh i mean one of the highlights this weekend was the i think it was uh, leverkusen and munch's live bag game yeah which uh it was kind of funny because they they filled up the stadium with cardboard fans so on the outside, it looked like, you know, there were people in there, but it was actually like all cardboard, cardboard which uh, mm-hmm. yeah. was kind of a bunch of the, yeah, Pat. Oh yeah. Um, a bunch of the different Bundesliga teams have kind of taken their own, um, taking the liberty of, uh, going about this in different ways. Like you said, the bunch in Gladbach, um, on each, on the, behind the goal, they had a bunch of, um, you know, which, like you said, cardboard fans, yeah, like, which... um, in the. Yeah, in the Köln Düsseldorf game that happened earlier today, um, they were pumping in like a lot of crowd noise. It sounded very um, like legitimate. Uh, well, um, it's kind of I wonder how that would feel in in the stadium playing in the game when you hear all this like, fake crowd noise coming in. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that once we get into the Bundesliga roundup. Um, so yeah, I I think we're all in agreement that it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know who's making that decision. I honestly hadn't heard that. Um, so yeah, that's that's not a very um. I just think that's bad news. Yeah. For not not only the NFL and but just American sports in general, if um if we want to return, there's no way we can have those kinds of goals where we want to just rush into these things because you know you, you have to take this stuff really really carefully and I don't know 
whoever's making that decision, you are um, making the wrong decision. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, is that all you want to do, Miles? Yeah, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like Miles, um, there's not really um, much basketball content going on right now. Um, nothing really new. Uh, on that front, the, uh, the NBA is looking to return sometime in late July, I saw. They're mm-hmm. working at a deal with uh, Disney World um, and, you know, ESPN and Disney have that connection. So that does make sense. And it does make sense for a kind of like a bubble idea um, where the teams can all stay. I'm not sure how it, if it would work like this, but they could all stay at the different um, Disney resorts, which would kind of be fun to talk about. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes with the NBA. I think Adam Silver, compared to Roger Goodell, I think Adam Silver is much more um, respected in his um, his kind of realm compared to yeah. um, Roger Goodell. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't really had any – he hasn't really taken any big losses. Um, you know, like Adam Silver, he came in with a bang. And I think it was in 2014 with the Donald Sterling incident with the all his racist comments, and he kind of stepped into the forefront after David Stern stepped uh, – step down from being commissioned he immediately banned Donald Sterling for life so I think starting out with that like he kind of set the precedent for what how he was going to do things yeah, of, and I think he's yeah 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 I think he's very well liked um so you know we'll have to see with that but what I really want to talk about um it doesn't really pertain to basketball but um I thought uh like I said there are a couple 30 for 30s premiering in the next couple Sundays like um, they kind of run on the tail of the Jordan doc. So tonight and next Sunday, they're doing a two-part documentary on Lance Armstrong, the uh, cyclist who um, took steroids. Can't really say I know much about him, um, but I know he's like a big part of it um, in the commercials I've seen. Like I I know they probably did a very lengthy uh, interview with him. So that'll be something to look out for. Um, Are you guys going to watch it? I don't know, maybe. Um... I'm more interested in the second one about um like the the home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mike McGuire. Um, that's the third one. Yeah. So that's yeah, the, the one, next yeah. two. Yeah, the next two weekends are the Lance Armstrong thing, and then um after that on what day is it June seventh Sunday June seventh there's a, a documentary called Be Water on Bruce Lee the martial arts, um, dude, like I like Lance Armstrong. I don't really know much about him other than the the name. Um, yeah, but, the famous icon, you know, Bruce Lee. But yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know he, um, he died very young. I was looking it up. I think he died of like a, I think it was some like cardiac or something. It, it might have been a heart attack. It, I don't know, something, something like that. But yeah, kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you asked um, if I was gonna watch a document. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of sporting events going on right now. So maybe, maybe I'll put it on the TV. You know. Yeah, nine o'clock tonight. If anybody's, uh, oh, I mean, depending on when we uh, upload the pod, it may be too late. But um, at least for next weekend, I think they're all airing nine o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, um, Eastern, like the Jordan Eastern time. Eastern Eastern time. Eastern time. Yeah. So for all you Pacific Mountain Central time people, uh, you can translate that. Um, but yeah, nine o'clock Eastern, like the Jordan Doc had been doing for the past five weeks. Um, yeah. So in after the Bruce Lee documentary, like Miles touched on, there was this uh, documentary called Long Gone Summer about the um, summer of 1998, the MLB season, the home run race between Mark McGuire of the St. Louis Cardinals and Sammy Sosa of the Cubs. Um, 
So I think Miles is a little bit more um, interested in like the baseball than me and Eduardo. So yeah. I, I'm still going to watch it. But um, yeah, it's, it sounded kind of interesting. It was cool how they uh, announced this because I mean, you, you guys didn't watch The Last Dance, but um, they kind of introduced it in a commercial. Um, I think in the in episode 10 of the Jordan doc, it was like this couple, probably like a minute and a half commercial about like, the, like uh, kind of announcing these documentaries. So I, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah. So, you know, just something to look forward to, um, look out for in the um, sports front. But yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Just let everybody know those things are happening. Shout out ESPN. Yeah. So but, uh, the, I think... But like the home run one should be pretty interesting because like that was during the steroid era when a lot of players were using, you know, PEDs. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure Mark McGuire and both Sammy Sosa were both known to, um, you know, have taken steroids. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just an interesting time for baseball for sure, like during the 90s. Um, you know, yeah. both Thunder and Barry Bonds and such. So, yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. So I think we're done with those two topics. We want to start off with those, get those out of the way. So now I think the bulk of what we're going to do now is going to do a little Bundesliga roundup. So, Eduardo, you want to take it uh, take it away? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as we all know right now, there's not much sport variety going on right now. So, you know, uh, only only sport going on right now is Bundesliga, which is actually getting pretty interesting. Uh, like we talked about last week, we saw some good performances from uh, Holland, which uh, – the first goal coming back from uh from the break from the coronavirus break and we saw we see Bayern's in very good shape we see uh Dortmund's in very good shape but uh, a team that's kind of surprising uh is Schalke who who out of the two games that they've played uh, after coming back from the from the coronavirus break if you want to call it like that they haven't they haven't won yet and I remember them being uh being uh playing very good before the break Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, about yeah. that or? Um. Yeah. I I watched the Dortmund Schalke game from last weekend. They got wasn't it four? It was four nil, I think. And then uh, today they lost three nil to Augsburg, which is the worst loss because Augsburg's near the bottom of the table. But yeah, it doesn't look great for them. There's kind of a if you look at the table and feel free to look at it while we're talking about this. So. The fifth place is uh, Mönchengladbach right now with 52 points, and sixth place is Wolfsburg with 39. So there's kind of this no-man's land between fifth and sixth. Schalke's, on, Schalke's in eighth right now with 37, so they're two points behind the sixth-place team, and uh, that sixth-place team will get a Europa League qualification spot. Um, so there's like kind of a race within a race. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, Schalke hasn't really looked good. Um, one other team on the opposite side of things from – uh, Hertha Berlin, uh, they they're looking in incredible form. Last weekend they beat, I believe it was Hoffenheim. Um, they beat them three 0 And then on Friday in the Berlin Derby they destroyed Union Berlin four nil, um, including a goal from, uh, I think he's a youngster. He's kind of a young guy named Cunha. He's a Brazilian. I think he's a Brazilian winger. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his um his wife is was pregnant and she was due and maybe like that day or the next couple of days and he scored and when they they all like the entire team they did like a little mm-hmm. like cradling yeah. the baby celebration which is kind of funny um but yeah they looked really good um so yeah that was friday um like we said dortmund was looking very good they had a solid win against wolfsburg they held possession most of the game um i think 
who is it? Uh, Guerrero. Guerrero. Trying to think who scored. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, Guerrero and um, let me look it up. Can't believe I'm blanking on this because that was a decent game. Um, Miles, can you check that? Which one? Uh, Dortmund Wolfsburg. Yeah, I mean, I have it open right now. I think Guerrero score and. Uh, I thought it was wasn't it Hakimi? Didn't Hakimi score? Hakimi scoring. Yeah, Hakimi scoring then Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah. Yeah, they're both. Um, I know that Hakimi goal was like a lethal counterattack. Um, Jaden Sancho had just gone on. He, they won the ball and they just went straight down the field. I mean, Dortmund I think is one of the most entertaining teams to watch. Um, I don't know how much you guys have watched Bundesliga in the past when, uh, when we have been in this quarantine situation, but um, definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of yeah. Champions League, and I saw Dortmund play a couple times. I mean, the way they play, like their counterattack, they're so explosive. They have very fast. Wings like Guerrero and uh, Hakimi, and then they obviously have Holland up top. You got yeah on the wing. You know they're very they're very um. Well, Hakimi's a right back, but yeah, a team. And the funny thing is they're also young, mm-hmm. so they might be able to maintain that talent. You know, obviously like Dortmund is not as big as a club as you know Bayern or Real Madrid or PSG in the terms of like financially, but uh. If they keep the chemistry up and they keep doing good, they might be able to maintain maintain the the young squad, which will definitely be a be good for the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a really good title um, race going on right now between Bayern and Dortmund. Bayern is at 61 points and Dortmund's at 57. So, and we're gonna talk about it after we do the roundup of this week's this weekend's matches. Um, but on Tuesday is the Der Klassiker. Um, Bayern versus Dortmund, which would be huge for that, um, for the title race. Um, but yeah, so the Dortmund game, we had that. Um, Bayer Leverkusen beat Mönchengladbach 2-1 with two goals from Kai Havertz, um, which was nice to see. I didn't catch much of the game because it was on at the same time as Dortmund um, at uh, on Saturday morning. It was, it was but, 3-1, um, but uh, yeah. Was it 3-1? Yeah. Score. All right, yeah, my bad. But um. Yeah, when I turned it off, it was 2-1. But yeah, I know, two goals from Havertz. Um, not much really there. Um, Leverkusen goes to fourth place with 53 points. Um, Leipzig, after their amazing performance today, they climb into third. It was a really tight battle for that 3-4-5 spot, um, spots um, between Leverkusen, Mönchengladbach, and Leipzig. Um, and, you know, that, that win kind of, like, propelled uh, Leipzig in the goal differential, which... I mean, you know, if if it's tied, it might be crucial for a Champions League spot up there, you know. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. A0 was definitely like a big, big win for them. Because again, I'm, you don't wanna you don't wanna lose the Champions League spot by by having the same points and you know not winning goal differential. So, I mean, if you can score, just just score, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that was I'm a big game right with Werner too. Werner had a hat trick. Um, yeah, Miles, your boy Timo. Yeah, my boy Timo, <laughs> one of the best strikers yeah. in Bundesliga. Um, yeah, um, Leipzig has a goal difference of forty-one right now, and Leverkusen and Mönchengladbach have twenty and nineteen. So I think I think they'll be good exactly. if they uh, if they come into a tie. Zero win propel them. Oh yeah, for it sure. Like a, it was like a tangle. Like, so it was nice. And yeah. Then, so yeah. Dominant performance by Leipzig. They slaughtered Mainz 5-0, like we said. Uh, Timo Werner had a hat trick. And then um, one of the more interesting games this weekend, um, 
the 12 o'clock match today, 12 o'clock Eastern for us. Um, Calm came back to beat Dusseldorf, um, or to tie Dusseldorf, yeah. sorry, 2-2. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was watching most of this game. Um, it was 2 nothing Dusseldorf. They went ahead, even though Calm had most of the possession. And then when we were about to start the podcast, I was looking it up, and Calm had tied it 2-2. They scored a goal in the 88th and 91st minutes, which is, I mean, I wish I wish I watched it, but um, I had to catch the highlights. So that's an interesting. That was also a derby, the uh, Rhine Rhineland Derby. Yeah, we're all uh, we're all getting used to these new uh, rivalries and teams and whatnot because we're not really huge followers of the Bundesliga. But yeah, so far, so far, what are you guys' impressions of the Bundesliga after two weeks right now? I mean, the competition's like too really good, you know, considering like how long they've had off like from the game. Um, but yeah, it's been entertaining to watch for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Bundesliga is just, like, fun because like, it seems like a lot of high-powered offenses, you know, a lot of scoring. Um, you know, you have great, you know, you have great strikers like Lewandowski and, um, you know, and Werner. So, they produce a lot of goals, you know, and such. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun to watch for sure. Yeah, um, I haven't watched all that in the past, but, you know. I mean, the funny thing is, like, uh, almost like the Romanian league and, you know, there's no, there's nothing much to watch. So the Bundesliga is actually getting a lot of fans right now. So due to its break, yeah, all the whole soccer world is watching Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely giving them fame, and you know, might um, might even help them out in the in the future. I mean, it's it's definitely a fun league. The it's not like the Prem or the or League One or like uh, La Liga where there's like you know five six good teams. That all, yeah, you know, Bundesliga is usually broken down into Bayern and Dortmund, and you know they usually grab those two first spots. You see Bayern, Bayern wins it. I think they have five titles in a row, if I'm not mistaken, or six in a row, something like that. Which I mean, again, it's Bayern is the dominant league of Bundesliga. Whenever you think of Bundesliga, you think of Bayern. They're, yeah. You, Prior to the prior to the coronavirus, they were definitely in a really good run in the Champions League. They were dominating, they were dominating mm-hmm. teams, and uh, they were definitely looking very good. Which uh, I mean, it's good for them. A fun fact is that Lewandowski actually the week prior to the coronavirus break, he was injured, but uh, he was able to use this uh, this break, if you want to call it. And I mean, now he's back to full shape. He looked very good uh, last week. I saw him. Mm-hmm. I saw him score, and you know, and this week he's looking pretty good right now. So, uh, yeah, fun league, you know, not as much competition, but it's it's fun watching those big teams play and and how they move and and it's definitely interesting to see how how they change after this coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, but like yeah, for sure. But yeah, but like like by going back to competition though, like this year like is very close. Like you have like the top four teams like all can take it honestly. Um, so I mean. I would say, with the exception of this year, like the league has been like pretty, you know, one-sided. But this year is especially fun to watch because there's so many teams that can take it. Um, you know, just going down to the table, like there's so many teams that are right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, this too. So, like Pat said, uh, we have the a big match of uh, Bayern Dortmund. So that that might d- determine like not who's gonna win the league, but if Bayern stretches their their lead to uh to seven points, or maybe Dortmund cuts it off to one. So, that will definitely be a, an interesting game to see, you know? Yeah. Especially... Yeah, what are you guys' uh, What are you guys' predictions for that game? I mean, especially now that there's no fans, you know? 
so that home field advantage, the influence is not going to be as big as, as you know, if there were a lot of fans. So that might be another factor, you know, because uh, home field games are usually, um, they're usually known for their fans and the environment that surrounds it and, uh, you know, all that drama that goes around it. But uh, this year, since there's no fans, you know, that might not be such a determining factor, you know. That might also play a factor in the Champions League, Europa League, you know. So, definitely going to be an interesting game and interesting environment. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you uh, – Miles, who do you have winning that game? I think Bayern's going to – I think Bayern's going to take it. I think Bayern is just, like, more overall, like, balanced. I think they have more – you know, they have Alfonso Davies, who's one of the best defenders – you know, on the globe. Um, them Dolphins like probably the best center forward like right now, I I would say at least. That's a really um, good move now that now that we see Holland's form, but yeah. I mean yeah, Holland for sure is like amazing. Like he's world class, but I feel like I feel like Bayern's just like more like overall like balanced than Dortmund. I feel like they're just like better. I mean they have like they have wing- such great wingers and um and you know, um Coleman you know, and then um, Nabry, like they just have, you know, their their attack is like deadly, um, and then they also have a good like defense, you know, to go with that. So I think they'll take it in a close one. Yeah. What about you, Pat? Um, I, I, probably gonna root for Dortmund. Um, I'm guessing Bayern will win. Um, one thing of note, um, in in the Dortmund Wolfsburg game, Mats Hummels, uh, Dortmund's like. Uh, stalwart defender in the back he um he got hurt I think he had a nagging nagging like foot injury mm-hmm. so um that's something to look out for I think they said that he's gonna probably start but um that's a little chink in the uh defense of um the armor of Dortmund's yeah, defense because um, we know he used to play for Bayern so he might know the system pretty well and know the tactics so that might be good but uh if you ask yeah. me I'd I'd go with a I'd risk it and go with a two two draw. I feel like it's gonna be an eventful game. But I feel like uh Dortmund is gonna be able to at least at least get a point, especially because uh their play style, you know, they're very defensive and counter attack. And now with Hakimi, they got Holland up top, they got Sancho, they got Guerrero. Like they have they have a lot of uh they got Bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got they have a lot of uh good figures that that might be able to, you know, pull out some sneaky goals. So I think I think Dortmund can definitely pull out a tie. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. can see that too, but I agree. Um yeah, I think Byron's gonna edge it out. All right. Well I guess we'll see uh we can recap that on our next pod. But um yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about um as we've kind of been acclimated uh, with the Bundesliga um, from watching it the past two weeks. Uh, do you guys have any um, favorites right now? Like, are you starting to pledge some allegiance to, like, a couple teams? Or who, do you guys have, like, a favorite team yet? Or what do you guys think about that? I mean, I think my favorite team, i probably go with Leipzig. I really like Werner and Forsberg. Um, you know, I, I remember watching Forsberg in the World Cup for Sweden. He just, like, played really well. Um, so yeah, he's like one of he's you know one of my favorites. Even though he's not like a top center mid, you know he's still like pretty good. Um, so I enjoy watching him play like when he does. And then Werner, like he's like probably he's like for sure my favorite striker in the Bundesliga. I know Holland's very good, but 
don't know. I just like really like watching Bruno play. Um, so I think Ovi's like Leipzig is my favorite team, but I think I think Bayern's gonna win the league again this year. Um, like I said, I just think they're too overpowered to. I mean, I think I think for sure um, Dortmund can like put up a good fight, but I think at, at the end of the day, it's gonna be um, Bayern getting the title. Yeah, I mean, answering past question, uh, for the Bundesliga, I've I've liked the Dortmund Leipzig. I'd like them because of Champions League mo- mostly. I'm not a big Bundesliga fan, but uh, Champions League has, I feel like, you know, drove me to like either choose Dortmund or Leipzig to be my favorite teams in the Bundesliga. But uh, again, like for me, I'm not really big on favoritism. So as long as the, the games are good and they're fair, you know, as they're, mm-hmm. as they're eventful, um, yeah. I'm fine with whatever. You know, I'd like to see a bit of variety to see if. Uh, you know, maybe Leipzig, Dortmund, or even Leverkusen could snatch the title this year. But again, it's like Miles said, it's probably it's very unlikely since the Bayern is very dominant on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, I've always in the Bayern versus Dortmund um kind of debate. It's not really a debate, but like if you if you had to pick one, you usually go Bayern or Dortmund in Bundesliga. I usually lean towards Dortmund, um, especially because uh, Christian Pulisic. Who's uh one of the U.S.'s bright young stars and probably the best player on the team right now? He came through Dortmund, um, so I um I usually root for them in Bundesliga and also in Champions League if my Tottenham are out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was imp- I was impressed by Hertha Berlin the past couple weeks. Um, I feel like they have a couple young stars with like a lot of pace. They played um pretty good like build up play and they had some entertaining um breaks um i was also very um impressed by uh calm um even though they came up from bundesliga 2 this year they had um in the game today i was pretty impressed with how they uh they had some pretty good strings of passes and they they're entertaining but yeah i'd probably go dortmund but like edu said i mean you can't really become like a huge fan of these teams just from watching after a couple weeks i was just wondering if you guys were impressed by anyone or any teams in particular but yeah yeah, I mean, I feel like impressed by Schalke because of their bad performance. But, you know, like we knew that Bayern was going to be good. We knew that Dortmund was going to be good. We knew that Leipzig was going to be good. Like we knew mm-hmm. like we knew that they weren't going to, you know, relax just during the break. You know, we know most most people, most players train during the break, you know, they're at their homes and everything because they had their resources too. But, uh, but, I mean, Schalke was definitely like uh, a shock seeing how – Poorly, they're playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, hopefully they can turn it around. They seem like a likable squad. They also have another U.S. young star, Weston McKenney, a nice uh, defensive midfielder, who uh, I think he went on. I think it was like the. Do you guys know the Men in Blazers podcast? Uh, I don't think so. No. I think so. No. No, uh, it's a podcast. Um. But through NBCSN, NBC Sports Network, and uh, soccer podcast, he came on that and he was talking. So I kind of knew him a little bit. Um, I think he might have played for like FC Dallas in the MLS for a little while. But yeah, he's on Schalke. Mm. So a lot of play, a lot of US players are in the Bundesliga. But yeah, um, so I I think that's really all we wanted to talk about today. You know, there, there's not really much um, like we said going on in the basketball or football worlds. Um, in regards to the return of those sports. Um, but yeah, like Eddie said at the top, 
Um, La Liga is supposed to return June 8th, so that'll be another um, another league that's returning. Um, I'm not really familiar with how the table's looking there. Um, I'm guessing Barcelona and Real Madrid are in a battle yeah, for the top. No, I, um, I think they have a one-point difference or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's, like a, it's a pretty close table you look at it. Um, let me just pull it up here. I'd be I believe it's a yeah. one point difference. Oh yeah, it is um Yeah, Barcelona's got fifty eight points, Real Madrid fifty six, and then a drop off. Sevilla, Sevilla forty seven. Jeez. Atletico Madrid all the way down to sixth place. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh that'll be pretty fun, um, when that returns in a couple weeks. Was that I think that's three weeks, June eighth. Um, but yeah, soon enough. Um, so if that's really it, um, there's nothing else we want to talk about. Um, I guess we'll sign off for now, right? Yeah. Anything I mean, you guys want to? I want to highlight uh, Getafe on La Liga. I mean, they're they're a very defensive team, but uh, like before the coronavirus pandemic, they were playing very good. I know they, I believe they eliminated Ajax from Europa League, which was definitely a shock for for most soccer fans since Getafe is not a very famous famous team in the grand scheme of things. But uh, I mean, they're playing very good. They're securing a, a Europa League spot right now, and they might even be able to secure a Champions League spot. So I just want to highlight them, you know, before they come back to see how how they're doing and how they how they'll they'll play. But uh, I mean, definitely like looking forward to watching La Liga again because you know it was one of the one of the leagues I followed uh, most before uh, this pandemic. So definitely excited to see it coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if they can maintain form. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing with all this because like teams may have been in really good form at the uh, right before everything yeah. Yeah. started with the Corona, and now they're kind of forced to try to get back into form and try to keep that previous um, good string of victories and results going. It's almost, um, almost like a yeah. part one, part two, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a big break yeah. in the yeah. season. Um. Yeah, um, maybe maybe next week we probably don't have. I don't know if we want to talk about Europa League and Champions League right now, but um, there are some interesting matchups still in those two uh, major tournaments. But we could probably talk about that for uh, next yeah, week or another time. So could, uh, since, I mean, we don't really, we don't know when it's gonna occur. So maybe maybe we get some uh, news this week. But we can definitely cover that next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, is there anything, any other, any last words? Any final, final things? No, I think, I think I'll do it. Yeah, I think I'll do it. All right. Well, this has been episode four. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, follow us on our social, um, on Insta, Instagram, at the sports and 60. Um, email us with questions, uh, ideas, anything, anything in general, what you guys want to see from us. Um, keep up the good support. We're slowly getting better at this, this podcast thing. Um, we're having fun with it. So, yeah, um, if that's it for you guys. I guess we'll be signing off. Yeah, See you guys. guys.